I'm Natalie Haynes, and in Back to School, with the aid of half a dozen comedy gems, I'll prove that premise is absolutely true. They were the school colours, I'll have you know. Red, green, mauve and heliotrope. <laughs> no one has ever left this school alive. No one. Apart from one boy, and he was dead. <laughs> Maybe not. Whenever people say school days were the happiest of their lives, I think they must have forgotten. Join Natalie Haynes as she goes back to school. Saturday morning at nine and again in the evening at seven on BBC Radio 4 Extra. And yes, I'll be back with today's classics at seven. Meanwhile, here's Nick. Enter the seventh dimension. BBC Radio 4 Extra. This is the voice of Nick Briggs. The rest of me is here too as well. In a moment, dramatist and sound designer Dirk Maggs will be here to introduce the fifth instalment of Neil Gaiman's dark, thought-provoking fantasy Neverwhere. And after that, Dirk and I will be having a little chat. Then finally, we catch up with events in the far, bizarre future, when the Earth has stopped rotating and is connected to the moon by cobwebs. What? It's Hot House by Brian Aldiss, read by Gareth Thomas. Time now for episode five of Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere. The man who dramatised it for radio is here with me now, Dirk Maggs. Hello, Nick. Dirk, what's the story so far? Oh, it's got really exciting now because Richard Mayhew, who's this young Scotsman who came down to London to change jobs and found himself by rescuing a girl on the streets of London, sucked into the world of London Below, which is where all the bits of London that get forgotten go, all the mystery and history and myth and magic. He's had to win a key to get himself back home a key that he must get to the angel islington who's a person or rather an angel and he now is with uh door the girl he um he rescued and her bodyguard hunter and they are going to the floating market which is one of the fixed social events it's always in a different part of london but it's where all the denizens of london below go and all richard knows is that he, this floating market is in belfast Market that was ever afloat. Yes, Richard. When you said that the floating market was in Belfast, you meant this Belfast? Mm-hmm. Welcome to HMS Belfast, all you bravos, carnies, velvets and silverphone. Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman. Episode 5. Market Afloat. I don't see him. He promised to be here. He makes a lot of promises, your Marquis. Maybe he's in the gambling tent. He's not. I have looked. What is that smell? Never stand down window sewer folks selling what they've dredged up. All Sisu! Manacles forged! Shadows riveted! There's Hammersmith! Come on, Richard, you should meet him. Anything to get away from this pong. Right, dead dog, cat skull, antlers, that's the small stuff. Where's the body? 
Still on the pram, round the back of the winch thingy here. We'll wheel it round here some, you cabbage head. Alright. Why can't we sit up with the other stall holders? Them's don't like the smell. Sewer folk? Smell? For Bob's sake, prop him up a bit. Yeah, he's too freshly killed to look bad. Make a nice centrepiece to the stall, he will. Mm. Hammersmith! By the table of the arts, Lady Door! I hoped you'd be here. I'll never miss a market, lady. This is where the business is, you see. Hammersmith? These are my friends. Charmed, I'm sure. All right, I'm Richard. Hunter. My pleasure both. And what can I do for you, my lady door? Couple of things. Um, meanwhile, Hunter, would you and Richard be able to find us some food? I'm so hungry. I'm your bodyguard. I stay by your side. In the market? It's okay, Hunter. Market truce holds. No one's going to touch me here, and... Richard needs looking after more than I do. Oh, ho, oh, oh. ho, I passed the ordeal, don't forget. I haven't forgotten, and I'm grateful. Richard, come on. Oh, oh. Yes, boss. Hammersmith, I need a chain made for my neck. A chain? The strongest that Hammersmith can make. Come and get your bargains at the sewer folk stall. Hold your nose and have a gander. Come on now. Oi. Uh, oh. Hello, old Bailey. All right. What you doing down off your roof? Never you mind that, young son. Where's Dunnikin? Uh, I'm here, I'm here. Oh, oh what are you after then, old Bailey? Lots of lovelies here. Dead cocker spaniel, artificial leg. What about a nice mobile phone? Oh, uh, half a mobile phone. Wait, just... Is this cadaver for sale? This body? Yes. Pricey mind, he's fresh. He's a bit bashed up, isn't he? Nothing wrong with that. Prime body, that. Not a bit of rot. Uh, all right, then. Uh, I'm a fool, but, uh, here. Blimey. Struth. Channel number five. It's what you've always wanted to sleep in, Dunnikin. <laughs> and for that, I get the body and those pram wheels. Deal? Deal. Hello, uh, we'll take one portion of vegetable curry, please. And um, we were wondering, the meat curry, what kind of meat is it? Cat. Ducks. D uh, so cat or duck? Cat. Right, okay. We just better make that vegetable curries all round then. Three. I'll get something to drink. Hello again. Oh, uh, hello. Um, Lamia, isn't it? You're a. I am of the sisterhood, yeah. but I never learned your name. Uh, Richard? Richard Mayhew? Oh my goodness, you've got fairly cold hands. Yes. <laughs> so, um, what do you do? When I'm not looking for food, I'm a guide. I know every inch of the underside. He's not yours. I'll be the judge of that. Hunter, you remember Lamia. She's a Velcro. Velvet. Velvet, sorry. Uh, she's a guide. I'll take you wherever you want to go. Ah. <laughs> Here's your curry's love. Time to find Dora and move on. Right, any sign of the marquee? None. Oh, oh, oh bless me. It, it would help if them wheel bearings weren't gone. Oh. Oh. What do you want to go and get yourself killed for anyway? No, don't bother answering. I know you're dead. Come on, let's sit you up by the wall. Oh, what did you have for your last meal? Lead weights? 
Forgot, Master Rat. Hey, out of my pocket with you, young fellow, my lad. Um, you can be witness. Yeah, you sit there. Yeah, yes, I know he smells bad, but you and your lot don't smell so great yourselves. Now, his little silver box. See, Marquis, I kept it safe for you. I just hope you were right and the blooming thing works. Yeah, I know it opens. Hang on. An egg. Well, I never. What a place to keep your most vital possession. What? What? You sure? Shouldn't I put it in his mouth or something? Well, smash it where it is. All right. You're a witness. You can tell the golden I did what I was told. Right. Here goes. Oh, oh love a duck. All that for nothing. Oh. Yeah, 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 I can see that. Oh. Listen, Rat, you, you tell them. Debt honoured. We are quits. Yes, you too, Master Rat. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Bailey. Yeah, I'm here, Marky. <sighs> I, I think my throat's been cut. Yeah, well, don't nod your head. <sighs> Have you anything to bind it with? Yeah. Here we are. Mmm. Mm, I needed that. Thanks. Any sign of the marquee yet? None. Creeping by tomorrow? No, thank goodness. Did you get your chain sorted? Mmm. Look. Surprisingly delicate. Hope it's strong. Hammersmith makes everything strong. How was your curry? Uh, <laughs> hot. <laughs> uh, door. Lamia is a guide. Uh, she says you can take us anywhere in the underside. Anywhere? Anywhere. Do you know where the Angel Islington is? Islington. You can't go there. But do you know? Down Street. The end of Down Street. But it's not safe. We don't need a guide. Oh, hold up, hold up. I think we do. The Marquis isn't anywhere around, and we know it's going to be a dangerous journey. We have to get the thing that I want to the angel so that he can tell Dora about her family and he can send me home. And he can give you brains, Hunter, and me a heart. Very funny. He's <laughs> quite witty. Sorry. We can't afford a guide. I'll take my payment from him, not you. And what payment would your kind demand? That is for me to know, and him to wonder. I really don't think so. Look, listen, I'm sorting everything out for once, OK? Instead of just following blindly behind you two. Don't worry about it, Lamia. We need a guide. <sighs> we should get a move on. Down Street, you say? Yes, lady. Follow me. Here you are. Brandy. <coughs> what do you have to go and get yourself killed for anyway? Oh, information. You know, people tell you so much more when, when they know you're just about to be dead. 
So you found out what you wanted to know? <clears throat> well, most of it. Yeah. I... I have more than an inkling as to what this affair is actually about. Oh, where's the market, old Bailey? Well, oh, it's over there. <clears throat> Dora and the others are expecting me. They won't wait forever. Look, you aren't in any condition to go anywhere. Well, look, I've made a long enough journey today. A little further won't hurt. Oh. Oh, oh yes, it will. Oh, come on, Marquis. I've got to find them before they fall into this trap. Come on, give us your arm. Yes. Oh. Oh. That's it. Third door along. Here. The Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Houses. So, Down Street is at the back of this house? No, the street is in the house. Can I help you? Down Street. This way. Please wipe your feet. Through here, to the elevator, please. The sign says it's out of order. Only in a manner of speaking. Step inside, please. Oh, it's a bit of a... <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, I bit my hand. It's a bit of a squeeze, isn't it? <laughs> yes, isn't it? <laughs> Excuse me. By all means. I'll squash up a bit. Okay. Are you all in? Good. I will send you down. Oh. Then you are on your own. Now would be a very bad time to discover that one was claustrophobic, wouldn't it? Yes. How are you with heights? Not good. Stay close to me. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh. Hey, hang on a minute. Have we stopped? Is the lift stuck or something? Whoa, 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 whoa. Is, is this thing swaying? Updraft? Yes. Richard, listen. The lift cage hangs over a thousand foot drop. You don't look down when you get out. Cross the plank to the park. Oh, you are joking me! Okay, Dora and I are over. And I do. Richard! Huh? Oh, you're kidding me. Look at that drop! Richard, you have to cross the plank to the park. I don't have to do anything. Richard! I believe in you. Really good. Just keep your eyes on the path. You went through worse than this to get the key, and you succeeded. Yeah, I know, but I'm really totally utterly crap when it comes to heights. Is there no other way down? It's safe. Oh. Oh, ho, ho, ho! This thing is wobbly. Richard! Richard, the lift's going back up! Jump! Right, 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you all. I wasn't scared of falling. The bit I was scared of was the bit where you stop falling and start dying. It's you know okay. I mean? It's okay. You're okay. Oh. So, um, Lamia, which way now? Down. I wish we'd found the Marquis. That'll have to wait. First you must reach the Angel. Tell me about the labyrinth. What do I need to know? No, I, I really appreciate you coming with us, being a guide. I hope it's not going to bring you bad luck or anything. Why should it be bad luck? Well, do you know who the rat speakers are? Of course. 
There was a rat speaker girl called Anesthesia. She, well, me and her, we, we sort of became friends a little bit and, and she was guiding me somewhere. And then she got lost, she got taken, stolen on Knightsbridge and I keep wondering what happened to her. I've heard stories about Knightsbridge, but it's good of you taking me with you. It's the least I could do. Hmm. Oh, the others have gotten a bit far ahead, we should probably hurry. Let them go, we'll catch up. Hold my hand. You're so warm. Would you give me some of your heat, Richard? I'm so cold. Uh, what? Don't you like me? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. You're absolutely lovely. You said you'd pay me for being your guide. And it's what I want is my payment. Warmth. Can I have some? Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, it's a, it's a pleasure, darling. But I... <laughs> <laughs> This is good. No, 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 please, 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 wait, please, no! no. <laughs> Give it back! Give him back his life! Joaquin! Joaquin! You can't make me! Give him back his life! Or I'll break your neck! Oh, for pity's sake! Come here! Richard! day to your cavern while you sleep and I'll burn it to the ground understand yes now leave here's a parting gift for you I've had worse (sighs) what did she do to me she was drinking your life taking your warmth turning you into a cold thing like her suppose there are worse ways to go we were looking for you. Well, now you've found me. I had to keep a low profile so people thought I was dead. Why would people think you were dead? Well, because they killed me. If I ask any more questions, will this make any more sense? Probably not, no. Look, you need to catch Dor and Hunter. All right, fine. What are they? Three levels down already. You see them? Yeah. Dor! Hunter! They can't even hear me. No, save your breath, man. Look ahead of them. The crack in the side of the shaft, there. It's an ambush. That's Krupp and Vandemar. It's a trap. What what do we do? Run, run, you fool. Warn them. I'll catch up with you. Go, Richard. Damn you, go. I spent weeks in the catacombs under Bangkok, searching for its spore. What did you do for food? Hunter! Door, stop! Watch out! Richard? Too late, he cried. Hunter! It's Krupp and Vandemar! I know. Let's have these little wrists tied, my lady. Nicely done, Mr. Vandemar. Hunter, help me. Why did you hurt me? Thank you, Hunter. Hunter? I'm afraid so. Get off me! Before Hunter agreed to work for you, she agreed to work for our principal, taking care of you. We told you one of you was a traitor. I thought you were talking about the Marquis. The Marquis? Oh, he's late. Very late indeed, Mr. Krupp, as late as he 
possibly could be dead as a doornail. <laughs> the key you obtained from the Blackfriars, who has it? I do. Here, I have it. Thank you. Oh, good gracious, your front door key. I find myself utterly taken in with this cunning ploy. Hurt him, Mr. Vandermeer. <laughs> Some people think that it's how hard you kick that hurt, but it's not how hard, it's where. <laughs> I've got the key. Very good. Do you have the token, the little animal carving? She does. Here it is. Excellent. We can cross the labyrinth. What about me? Where's my payment? Here. All wrapped up nicely. What'd you get, Hunter? Thirty pieces of silver? A spear. Oh, that's a big deal, is it? Exactly. Let's be off, Lady Door. Mr. Vandermar, lead on. With pleasure. Get your hands off me, Richard! Door! Door! You sold her out for a spear. Oh, a thing of beauty. They say nothing can stand against it. So this is your great beast of London hunting spear, is it? Dor trusted you. I trusted you. Enough! Who are you all working for? Who's behind all of this? Who fired that? I did! Marquis. I wondered whether you were as dead as Croup and Vandermar claimed you were. You struck me as hard to kill. And you strike me that way too, dear lady. But a crossbow bolt to the throat and a fall of a thousand feet may prove me wrong, eh? Now put the spear down and step back. Richard, take the spear. Hunter, walk in front of me, please. You can't take her with us. Would you prefer her behind us? Lead on, Hunter. Down through those gates. Into the labyrinth. I never get used to the labyrinth, Mr. Crew. Turn one corner and it's gaslight and cobbles, turn the next and it's rushlights and mud hearts. Gently, Mr. Vandermar. We must deliver a hole. What are those voices? Where are the people? Long gone and good riddance. Voices in the lost fragments of London above. Alleys and roads and corridors fell through the cracks. Moving. Oh. Shh. Be still. It's nearby. You're afraid, aren't you? Hush your tongue. <gasps> You're scared that your safe conduct token won't get you past the beast. What are you planning now? To kidnap Islington, sell both of us to the highest bidder. Kidnap <laughs> Islington. Be quiet. Hey, Beast! We're over here! Yoo-hoo! Mr. Beast! Oh, quiet. Now move. Gag her just in case, Mr. Vandermar. No, no, no. Every corner you turn is another century. It's, it's like walking through the History Channel. The labyrinth is one of the oldest places in London below. Before King Lud founded the village on the Thames marshes, there was a labyrinth here. Pieces of London slipped through time, making it bigger. What in the world? Who's that it? The beast. 
hasn't caught your scent. How do you know? I do this for a living. What, betraying people's just a sideline then, yeah? Shh, shh, keep your voices down. Mm. Better keep walking. Come on. You two should turn back. Give me the spear and go. Without an angel's token, you could never find your way past the beast. <laughs> you mean one of these? Hunter? <laughs> this was in Lord Portico's study. The token looks genuine. Pray it works. So what is it, like a compass then? Or? Oh, it's a clever thing. If you hold it like this, you can almost see how it... Careful, you got Watch out. Get it, get it, get it, get it! Help me find it, come I'm, on. I'm trying, I'm trying. Come on! This is like mud soup. I can't feel a thing. Keep looking, keep looking. I'm trying. There's nothing here. Come on, come on, look. I'm Help looking, me. I'm looking. We are too late, I'm afraid. <laughs> it's moving away. Going. Give me the spear. No, 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 it's leaving. You think it's leaving? It's making room. Making room for what? For a charge. There it is! Look at all those weapons buried in its ranks. Give her the bloody spear, man! <sighs> At last. Come on! Come to Hunter! What do we do? Just stay out of the way! One clean thrust. One clean thrust. Hunter. Hunter, you can't play chicken with that thing. I know how this beast thinks. No, no wait! Wait, in my dream it... Hunter, can you hear me? Yes. Richard, stay where you are. Do you keep your life hidden anyway, Hunter? So that's how you cheated death, Marquis? No, I'm a hunter. We don't go in for that sort of thing. Richard! Hunter. Have you ever used a spear? N take it. Do it. Pick it up. Hold it at the blunt end. Yeah, I know that bit. I know. I did a bad thing, Richard Mayhew. I did a very bad thing, because I wanted to be the one to kill the beast. Because I needed the spear. The creature's gathering itself for another charge. Help me up. Your ribs, your, your arm, you got to... I did a bad thing, and now I make amends. Come on, you bastard! Oh, God. Are you scared? Come on, Hunter! It's the size of an elephant! Come on, Hunter! In my dream, in my dream, it always rears before it strikes! That's it! Use the angle! No! Hold the spear down! With the point up! Yes! Come on! Now, Richard! Come on! Strike! Come on! Under and up! Hunter, Hunter, Hunter! Is it dead? I think so. It's, it's not moving at any rate. Is there still a knife in my hand? Uh, yeah. You take the knife. She's yours. No, I, I don't want your knife. 
take her. Then touch the beast's blood to your eyes and tongue. What? You must do it, Richard. It will get you through the labyrinth. Um, do it. Um, I've done what? Hunter, I did it. That's good. Hunter? Farewell, Hunter. Good hunting. What do we do now? Well, we better get a move on. We can't just leave her here. We can come back for the body later. When what if there isn't any later? And we'll just have to hope that someone disposes of all our remains, including the Lady Doors. But she must be getting tired of waiting for us. Come on. We are through the labyrinth, unharmed, Mr. Vandermar. Behold, before us lie the doors to the Citadel. Indeed they do, Mr. C. Credible feet given me to bring your prey with us. I will knock. No need, Mr. Croup. I can welcome you even though I cannot cross the threshold. Good morning, your enormously winged and radiant angelship, sir. It is us, and we have the young lady you sent us forth to fetch for you. And the key? Hanging around her swan-like and extremely stranglable neck, sir. Then enter. In episode 5 of Neverwhere by Neil Gaiman, Richard was played by James McAvoy and Dor by Natalie Dormer. The Marquis de Carabas was David Harewood, Hunter, Sophie Okanedo, Croup, Anthony Head, and Vandemar, David Schofield. Islington was Benedict Cumberbatch, Old Bailey, Bernard Cribbins, and Lamia, Lucy Kohu. Hammersmith and Dunnikin were played by Ben Crow, Sump by Abdul Salis, and The Footman by Patrick Brennan. Other parts were played by Tom Alexander, Theo Maggs, Robert Blythe, Paul Stonehouse, and members of the cast. Neverwhere Episode 5, Market Afloat, was dramatized by Dirk Maggs and directed by Heather Lama. The sound design was by Dirk Maggs, and the producer was Heather Lama. And the final episode of Neil Gaiman's Neverwhere is at the same time tomorrow, here in the Seventh Dimension. But back to the here and now in the Seventh Dimension, Dirk Maggs is still here and now with me. Hello. Hello, Nick. You dramatised Neil's novel for this. How do you go about adapting someone else's work? It's interesting because the last thing I adapted was by Douglas Adams, Hitchhiker's Guide and uh, Dirk Gently. And that was strangely more difficult because Douglas isn't with us anymore and I could sort of consult a ghostly Douglas on my shoulder but it <laughs> wasn't quite the same. Actually having Neil still around has been wonderful because I could 
check things with him. So in a way it was easy because I could consult Neil, but the problem was that even with, what have we had, uh, we've got five half-hour episodes and the first episode was an hour, it's still not enough to get the whole book in. We haven't mm. missed out much. There is a character called the Lady Serpentine and the Seven Sisters, which are wonderful characters, but sadly they had to fall by the wayside because we just I tried to get them in, but there just wasn't room. But it doesn't mean that the rest of it is very rich. And the thing about Neil's world is it is such a rich world with such great characters and then you get a wonderful cast because everyone was adding stuff i mean uh, james mcavoy was great uh, he and natalie would cook up all sorts of bits of ad libs silly ad libs i mean not silly but but in context yeah, yeah. they worked in character but they're also very funny some of them were unprintable i have to say <laughs> but the the thing is that even benedict when he came in to play angel islington who's just done this big reveal at the end of the episode uh, benedict came in and, and was playing with it we had time to play in the studio and a lot of the writing no matter how good the script uh, or, or good the source material i can't claim the script was good but the source material was brilliant but if the actors come in and really believe in it and they did they make it that much better and that was the great thing it wasn't just a knockout cast because it was a load of names yeah. they're not names for nothing they're good actors and they're intelligent they bring they ask really hard questions <laughs> i had to run out into the loot looks stuff up they were asking <laughs> such hard stuff and that's the beauty of it brilliant thanks dirk and you'll be back with us in the seventh dimension tomorrow won't you well i can't go anywhere else can i good bbc radio for extra the seventh dimension now it's time for the latest installment of hot house by brian aldis and read by gareth thomas it is the far-flung future and a colossal banyan tree covers much of the earth in its boughs, the last remnants of humanity are fighting for survival, terrorised by carnivorous plants and grotesque insect life. The Earth has stopped rotating and is attached to the moon with cobwebs spun by enormous spider-like plants. Human descendants Gren and Poily are under the control of a mind-altering fungus whose aim is world domination. Now they are being taken to the Fisher tribe. At the foot of the Black Mouth, Yatma, Poily and Gren came to the stream called Long Water. Once they had escaped from the shadow of the volcano, they lay in the warmth by the riverbank. The waters ran dark and fast and smooth. We shall feel better when we are rested, Gren said. And then you must return to your herders, Yatma. As he looked at her, a movement behind him caught his eye. He spun round, sword in hand, jumping up to confront three hairy men who seemed to have materialised out of the ground. "'Don't hurt them, Gren!' Yatma cried. "'These are fishers, and they would be perfectly harmless.' And indeed, the newcomers looked harmless. At second glance, Gren was less sure that they were human. All three were plump, and their flesh beneath the abundant hair was spongy, almost like rotting vegetable matter.' On their three faces, their three expressions of mild stupidity were so similar as to represent almost a uniform. Gren took in one other noteworthy fact about them before they spoke. Each had a long green tail. "'Do you bring us food for eating?' the first of them asked. "'Have you brought us food for our tummies?' 
"'They think you are of my tribe, which is the only tribe they know,' Yatma said. "'Turning to the fishers, she replied, "'We have no food for your bellies, O fishers.' "'We have no fish for you,' replied the first fisher. "'And the three of them added in chorus, "'Very soon the time for fishing will be here. "'There is fish for everyone when it comes.' "'Good,' Gren said, "'adding for the benefit of Poily Yatma,